0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It is time to talk Ute football with Nick Ford. He joins us every week here on DJ and PK, and he joins us on the Smart Rain Guest Line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning.
1: Good morning, boss man.
0: Nick, you know, uh, social media can be good. You can learn stuff, but I'm always wary about trying to uh, look at it and assess somebody's mood. It's really hard to do. It doesn't convey, you know, you see something typed there, but it doesn't necessarily convey tone and all that. But I saw a tweet from you after the game, uh, You basically paraphrasing, but you know, we're going to get better. Good night, Utes. And I saw your body language after a few plays, and I thought, Nick's frustrated. Nick didn't measure up to his own standards. Nick's Going to sleep, a little pissed off, quite frankly. But I wonder if, first off, was I right, and second off, you get a perspective a few days. You have a chance to watch that film, watch other teams play their openers. Are you sitting here uh, now feeling different than you did when you went to bed the night after the game?
1: Uh, you know, I'm. Re- I'm you could you could ask anyone that knows me. I'm really tough on myself, so even if I uh, perform well in other people's eyes, I still think you know I got a lot to work on. So. Um, there is, you know, certain things that I was upset about myself personally that I knew I could improve on and I knew I could play better. And that's how it is going to be for me, you know, no matter what it is. And um, so I don't think I was necessarily pissed off in a, in a negative way. I'm more, when it comes to football, I'm more pissed off for greatness and perfection. So if it's not greatness and perfection, it's going to, you know, irritate me. And then overall as a team, you know, we did, uh, you know, uh, minor minor mistakes and stuff. But, I mean, like that's the first uh, game of the season. That's how it always is and uh, how Coach White runs the program and everything. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of improvement to be made within this week. Um, any weaknesses that he thinks we have or any mistakes that we did have will be fixed this week.
2: And when you think about Utah uh, football, You know, from the offensive perspective, in the first game, you had a new quarterback, you had some reshuffling on the offensive line, you had some new receivers, and then pretty much just about everybody was uh, new at running back. So when you put that in perspective, uh, how do you evaluate the performance just from the first game? And you've already spoken that you see a significant amount of improvement coming down the line as soon as this very week. Uh,
1: You know, I'm really proud of how everyone – performed this uh, past Thursday and I know that, um, you know, offensive line, uh, we're joined together. A lot of guys are really smart. A lot of guys are starting to figure things out. I have the utmost confidence in our quarterbacks, our running backs, and everyone. You can see they clearly performed uh, last Thursday and, you know, it's all about uh, not being content with uh, where your position group is at and I don't think anyone right now is content with where we're at and we know what we're entirely capable of so um you know everyone like i said everyone's proud of how we perform but at the same time um you know we have no time to get content and we want to continue to improve off of that
0: how much faster is the first game than the scrimmages that you guys have and how much do they let an accomplished player like yourself play in a scrimmage
1: um you know it's it's um uh, a lot different it's actually kind of slower the game games are actually kind of slow when you're actually playing it's really weird at least for me everything tends to slow down um and you know like you said in the scrimmage I I played a good amount I you know I wanted to go play with my teammates in the scrimmages so I played a couple drives instead of sitting out the entire time and um going and playing a football game I mean I've been doing it for years, so I'm kind of used to the tempo. And like I said, for me, it kind of slows down mentally for me. And it's really weird. It's just like a different speed of time.
2: How about that running back, Thomas, for you guys? Man, he's almost big enough to play alongside of you guys up front. I thought he looked really good.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. We'd be joking with that, boy. we telling him he's a couple of meals away from knee braces or – ain't no linebackers to be running the ball
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, I, obviously there's uh, the transfer portal there's a lot of players joining teams now and fans don't know much about him haven't seen him play haven't seen how they express themselves after big plays haven't seen him interviewed don't know much about him so wh- what is what is Chavion like is he a loud guy a quiet guy serious guy the guy who cracks up the locker room what's he like
1: he's a good mix of everything um, you know we, we've we been blessed with the transfer portal and everyone who came from the portal has been you know really open and you know bought into the team and Davion is one of those people and you know he's just he's just a cool dude he's not gonna be too loud or too quiet I mean he's he's he just fits in perfectly he'll joke about certain things not, no one not joke and he works at practice and you know he's just overall good kid good guy and i mean you know he's he's a funny dude when you start talking to him and getting to know him so i mean you know he doesn't he doesn't boast around anywhere but at the same time you know he's there
2: we got the rivalry game coming up this week nick you know you've got the in-state kids the out-of-state kids the intensity of the rivalry is is this what it'd be like if p joe ever played mary star
1: Oh no, not Pedro on Mary Star. It's Pedro on Narbonne. Mary Star couldn't keep up. <laughs> Narbon.
2: <laughs> Why went in the city? You wanted to go out of the boundaries a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or nah, it's, it's either Narbon or uh, banning out in Wilmington. Battle for the port. Okay, there you go.
0: Battle for the port. That sounds good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a pirates coming to town or something. A battle for oh, the yeah. port. Oh yeah, pirates versus well, Pedro,
2: uh, Pedro pirates the pirates. The
1: pirates. Yeah.
2: The Pirates versus Banning is the uh, the Pilots, right? And Carson's the Colts. Nar- Narbon's, yeah. the Narbon's the yeah, Gauchos.
1: Narbonne's the Gauchos, the Nachos.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious in the rivalry games you've been in, how different it is when you're finally in the middle of the game? Obviously, the hype, the run up, the way the fans interact before the game, that's all going to be different. Fans are going to be mm-hmm. different be- before a Utah BYU game than before a Utah, you know. Oregon State game or whatever mm-hmm. but I'm curious when you get there in the second and third quarter and, and now you've been hitting each other for 45 minutes or an hour does it still is it still different or does it settle down and become football or is there a level of trash talking that can't be replicated what's it like?
1: <laughs> um, i say it's a little bit a mix of everything um, you know the, the fans on both sides you know take it very serious so do the football teams and um you know, there is trash talking. That's just part sport of football. And um, I think the biggest thing is to not um, overcomplicate it and not get too emotional because then you start to miss your assignments on a uh, football level. So for me personally, you know, I just lock in. Um, It's really hyped the entire week of and going there and seeing the fans and everything. But once that ball's in the air, I kind of you know, snap out of that emotional state and go into, you know, just a football state, understanding my assignment, what I have to do for that play, making sure that I'm locked in. And, you know, everything is just uh, functioning at a high level, especially being center, because, uh, you know, and I have to talk to the rest of the offensive line and uh, making sure that the entire offense is calm. So, I mean, there is trash talking on the field. That's how it always is with football. So it'll always be... But, I mean, um, from an emotional standpoint, a lot of guys try to, you know, just focus on the game at that point in time so they don't miss their assignments. And then afterwards is when the emotions pick back up.
2: How fun is it from a player perspective to go into a visiting stadium? You know there's going to be 60-some thousand people and everybody's going to be excited. So just from the basic fun of having the opportunity to play the game.
1: Oh, it's, I mean, it's a blast. You go out there. I'm sure it's going to be loud being on offensive way, you know, uh, getting towards the end zones and whatnot. And they're going to start yelling and screaming and it, it's, it's really weird. You you, you start to t- uh, tone out a lot of things when you start getting into those situations and, um, you know, just the uh, environment is crazy, both here in Rice Eccles and down um, at their stadium and um, it's it's like one of the most unmatched things in college football in my opinion. I've been a part of a lot of football games, um and the energy levels of Rice Eccles and down there, um, it's it's really different.
0: So you're the guy who likes to go out on the field as soon as possible. Some guys like to stay in the locker room and they don't go out until the assistant coaches want to get the group going before the game, or you like to go out and hear from the fans and uh get after the uh Get after everything real quick.
1: Uh, I like to go out early, walk around a little bit, get get my bearings, get my legs warmed up, do a couple push ups, stretch, and then um then we stretch as a team and go back into the locker room. And then I'm in the locker room until the uh centers come out, uh, with the quarterbacks and everyone. And by then it's, you know, pretty much game time, go out there. Stay out there. Then the rest of the team comes to warm up. So I mean, it's it's a little bit of both. I kind of get out there early, tuck away for a little bit, then head back out for the rest of the day.
2: You coming up from the L.A. area? How long did it take you to realize BYU Utah was a big deal?
1: Oh, not at all, not at all. I'm long at all. I mean, um, that that's what you know, Coach Hart, Coach uh, Harding, Coach Witt lives on um you know we don't lose to those guys and you know it's 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 pretty much that simple um that's what he he preaches every single year every single week every single day um and you know he makes it very apparent so from for a out of state kid coming in um you start to understand it and then um you know we have a video that plays on a loop constant loop constant loop of the the football game between us and then that's throughout the entire football facility for the entire week, and then on top of that, you get there to the game, whether it's down there or up here in rice cycles and then you start seeing all the fans, you start hearing all the noise and everything, and you realize, okay, now these guys take these guys that, that very serious. And, you know, it's grown upon me, so it's not even these guys. So now it's like, yeah, I, me and my teammates take it very serious.
0: So there's not really an opposing player or a play or the final score or something that happened in the first game you played in. You're locked into the rivalry before the first snap of the first rivalry game you ever play?
1: 100%. 100%. You talk about
2: this loop video that's playing. Is that normal for other games that you have during the course of a season?
1: Uh, No. No, No, it's not at all. They got some, like, rock and roll music and – you know, it's just it gets you hyped and it's he just harps and harps, harps it in, into all of us as part of our DNA. So I mean you see that video every day you walk in and every day you leave and I got the music blasting and it's it's no getting away from it. You have to understand that that is you.
0: Nick Ford joining us. He's here every week. University of Utah offensive lineman talking youth football. So when you watch uh, the BYU game Saturday night, which I assume you did, what did you see?
1: Uh, I saw, you know, be- let, me see, let me see how I can phrase this. Um, first off, I was locked into that UCLA-LSU game. That game was crazy. I backed the pack. <laughs> my boys over at UCLA handled their business, and then I flipped over to, um, you know, the, the TDS team down south. Flipped over to their game for a little bit. Um, my prayers go out to uh, Keenan Ellis. You know, that was that was a rough hit. Football was a rough game, and you know, sometimes it's more it's more than football. I mean, I got friends down there, so I mean, prayers go out to him. I hope he's healthy, getting better. Um, but you know, it's it's pretty much. The same thing as always, um, you know, you don't ever disrespect a team or look over a team. They're a team that's fully capable of doing things, and we're a team that's fully capable of doing things. And, you know, looking at them, you know, it's your, your typical big guys, strong guys, all that stuff, um, it should be a fun competition. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to talk smack, especially with the media. <laughs> but, um, they, uh, you know, they're a respectable program uh in all honesty. Um, you know, they grind. They their players grind. Like I said, I know some of them, so I know they have the same emotions to this game. And, you know, it should be a fun game, but I mean, if all all is well and you try no business, you just will handle business.
2: This obviously is a road game for you. What's it like as a player when you don't kick off until 8.30 at night, whatever it might be, sometime after 8 o'clock? <laughs> you got to sit around all day. Is, is that bothersome? Would you just as soon get out on the field or you
1: just take it in stride? Nah, uh, it's kind of grown on me. Um, you know, it is what it is, especially Pac-12. We have later games. Um, and one thing is, like, Every player in the country doesn't like it, you know. You don't want to, you don't want to wake up and then have to wait all day to do something. It's like it's like you're a little kid who got promised to go to D- Disneyland at three o'clock. Like you're gonna wake up at six and be agitated and like trying to go, um, you know. But our coaches do a really good job of getting us to understand that. Um, you know, whatever it is uh could leave the forefront of our mind. The game could leave the forefront of our mind, but it can never leave the back of our mind. And that being said, we don't, you know, sit there and stress over the game the entire day and hype over the game the entire day and be locked in the film the entire time, be locked in this, locked in that. It's just going to burn you out. In all honesty, it'll burn anybody out, um, you know, but at the same time it doesn't mean we just completely ignore it. So, you know, the the film option is there if you want to watch film. We have our study season if we want to study. Um, you know, people talk about the game, hang out. But uh, for the most part, our coaches do a good job of, you know, giving us time to think about football and giving us time to relax. So that way, by the time we actually get to going to the game, we still have that mental and physical energy versus being tense all day. Well, Nick,
0: we're all looking forward to the game Saturday night. It's always a big deal and a lot of fun, and good luck to you in that game. Look forward to seeing it.
1: Appreciate you. Yeah, it'll be fun.
0: Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, joining us every week right here on the Zone Sports Network. PK, uh, do they play – growing up in San Diego, most people played night games, but the San Diego City Schools played afternoon games. How many players in Southern California – are growing up playing night games. Because I would think you at least have the 7 o'clock game as a high school kid, so you've had a little bit of experience of playing later. Although when you're a kid, you know, in your 5th grade, 7th grade, whatever, then then you're playing early in the day. So I think by the time you get to college, most players, not all of them, but most players have experience with, with having to wait all day to play the game but also getting up and just going straight to the game.
2: Well, David James to third. it depends on your neighborhood. There you go. Because some neighborhoods, it was not deemed uh, safe to play night games. It was deemed safer to play at 3 or 4 in the afternoon. So, so what were they small. doing down there uh, by the harbor? Daniels Field, man. Wasn't even on the campus. It was down the street a little bit, and they had lights. Mary Starr is the local Catholic school in town. It plays at a much smaller level. Uh, than uh, the city, L.A. City section schools. So, like, when I was there, they, Daniels Field is where both teams would play, and they would play at night. And then Narbonne didn't have a field, didn't have lights. Banning uh, didn't have a field. Though they had a field, but they never had any games there. They'd always go play in Guard, Gardena or wherever and use their field, which had lights. And my wife taught at Washington, and they, I think they had lights but they played in the afternoon because it was deemed as safer. Stuff you don't really have to consider up here as much. And,
0: yeah, when you know, I moved here, there years, were...
2: So I don't know if they changed it, but that's the way it was when I was there. Yeah,
0: when I uh, when I moved up here, there were still several fields that didn't... Have, most had lights, but several did not. So there were still some 4 and 5 o'clock starts, but now everybody's got lights up here. Uh, the San Diego schools, when I was growing up, they had had, uh, they had, had full-on wild crazy brawls involving dozens and dozens of people and so that's when they went to all 330 kicks in that school district um but you know keenan uh keenan ellis went to bonita vista high school where my dad taught for about a decade and they have a field and no lights and no grandstands they play basically across the street at the junior college which does have lights so depends on what you're right depends on where you are that's why i wondered what uh what nick had had grown up with what was what was going on down in Pedro? Yeah,
2: he played at Daniel Daniel's Field, and it was a, they they played all night games. Uh, back east, it was it was cool. A lot of the games were on Saturday. It's changed, and then they would play Thanksgiving morning would be the last game of the season, and it's much more community oriented. So everybody in the community would go out, and you'd play your rival Thanksgiving morning at about a ten o'clock kick kickoff. I can remember my father and I going to. Every Thanksgiving, we would go to a high school game.
0: Well, American Fork was just down there uh, playing a Saturday game. They played uh, Junipero Serra and one going away in that thing. So there's some Saturday football down there. but Good for American Fork. Mostly, it's a Friday deal in uh, in California. All right, TJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We've talked to a Ute and a Cougar. We're going to talk to the Aggies head coach, Blake Anderson. He's going to join us at 930. Huge win, big fourth quarter for Utah State, and a dramatic win. We'll talk with him coming up at 930 right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.